It's Sunday. You know what that means. My name is Ryan. Welcome back to the Rest Likes Podcast. Before we get to the news and the planned episode, this episode is sponsored by my friends WWE 2K Universal. This Universal has, even has stuff like custom match graphics. Sadly, since this is strictly on Instagram, only the ending of each match is posted. But at the same time, it's also... It's, it's the type of matches you wish you could see in actual WWE. I'm also helping to book this universe mode. So if you want to see the plans I currently have, come to fruition and follow at Prodigy underscore 590 and at WWE2K underscore universe underscore mode on Instagram. Now that we have that out of the way, we must sadly dedicate this episode to the life and career of John Huber. Known to the WWE fans as Luke Harper and to independent and all elite wrestling fans as Brody Lee. Brody Lee passed away on December 26, 2020, due to non COVID related lung issues, taking the wrestling world by shock. Brody was known for actually being great in the ring when given a mic, absolutely fantastic. And thanks to AEW um, being the elite. Um, we got to know his funnier side before he passed away. AEW put on a beautiful show dedicated to Brody, pushing back um, their two-week planned kind of pay-per-view type thing. Um, they had a tag match. I think it was a strictly tag match night or almost strictly tag match night. And the main event was booked, was booked by Brody Lee's son. At the end of the show, Tony Khan announced the retirement of the TNT Championship design, giving it to Brody, giving it to Brody Lee Jr., who had just put his father's boots down in the ring, pronouncing him and his family as TNT champions for life. AEW has also released a shirt where every sale goes towards Brody Lee's family. This shirt also caused AEW shop to crash. If you do not want to wear up an all-elite wrestling attire, some professional wrestling legends like CM Punk and Mick Foley also announced that for the next month, their pro wrestling tees shirt sales will go toward the Brody Lee's family. We here at WrestleX would like to extend our sincerest condolences to Brody's family, friends, and co-workers. Before we get to our scheduled show, I would like to pass this off to my broadcast colleague so he may comment on what Brody Lee meant to him. Jordan, what would you like to say? When I heard about John's passing, I crumbled to the floor and I was in utter disbelief because I really enjoyed Brody Lee in AEW. He, he was a tremendous talent. Like, WWE did not do him a lot of justice. I mean, yes, they gave him one decent singles title reign and that was it. And I feel like he was very underappreciated, but... When he went to AEW, I found, like, I was really in love with his whole exalted character. And then when he was on Being the Elite, how he was so freaking funny, like, calling everybody a little bitch, uh, throwing papers in the faces of John Reynolds. I'm a John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Evil Uno. It, it was just, it was beautiful. And it made me realize that Brody Lee is a jack-of-all-trades, and he should be treated as such. Like, I was counting the days after that dog haul match. I was really pissed off because Brody lost the title to Cody, and only because Brody was supposed to be the placeholder so Cody can go film his stupid TV show, but it was whatever.
So when I heard that Brody was injured, I was like, eh, well, don't worry. He'll be back in a couple months. But now I'm like, where's Brody Lee? Like, I thought about him on Christmas Day. I was like, where's Brody Lee? What is what is he doing? And, and before we, we took our few-week hiatus, we even discussed where, like, why the Dark Order started jobbing out a lot. And it's because their leader was injured. Exactly. And they're not even jobbing. They're actually doing pretty well for themselves. Like, I'm pretty sure they're going to get, like, huge pushes. And well, they're probably going to now. Yep. But, um... Hopefully, I see John Silver as TNT champion. I want him to beat Darby because that would be weird. But whoever beats Darby, and if John Silver defeats the guy who defeated Darby, then I would be more than happy to call John Silver my TNT champion because I freaking love John Silver. I met him once, actually. I met him at um, an autograph signing at Creative Pro Wrestling Brian Myers School. And I asked him to do the Johnny Hungy thing, and he did it. He did it perfectly. I was. Excited. I remember we posted it. Remember? Yeah, we did post it. It was crazy. It was, like I was so happy when he did that. I I wanted to ask him about Bodie Lee, but I felt like I was running out of time, so I. And and, and it might be disrespectful. Yeah, so it might have been disrespectful. So, yeah, Brody Lee, like, I was crying for, like, three days straight because I could not believe Brody Lee passed away. And it sucks that you hear all these great things about him. Like, everybody, t- like, there was nothing bad said about him. Literally everybody loved Brody Lee, no matter what it was. Like, WWE superstars, AEW superstars, independent wrestlers, every single one of them came together because they wanted to reminisce and love their friend and honor his memory. And that was AEW commented and retweeted WWE stuff. Xavier Woods retweeted AEW's um, announcement for their show. It, it, it was great to see so many companies that we all kind of mistake for being rivals come together during a really sad time. Exactly. And I don't know how what, what's going to happen in the next couple months. Like over Brody Lee, I heard that they just made. Uh, I'm currently on a Bleacher Res- Bleacher Report Wrestling. They have just made a mural for Brody Lee. Uh, I don't know where it's located, but someone made a mural for him, and that is beautiful. So I'm glad that he's getting recognition and people still love him, even if he wasn't that successful of a wrestler. Like he was, Brody Lee was basically the Jake Roberts of today because Jake Roberts did not have a lot of accolades when he was. Like, still wrestling? They didn't have a lot of accolades, but he was very well loved. Exactly. So, I mean, Jake Roberts still here, but Brody Lee, I- I'm truly uh, uh, When I said was, I meant while he was wrestling. Yeah, no, yeah, no, totally. But, um, yeah. But, um, I also... The final thing... The final, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to get two more things out there. I also bought one of the tribute shirts. Like, it took me all night. I had to keep refreshing pages. I had to see if I could go on a pro wrestling tease. I finally got on Shop AEW, and I finally bought the shirt. I just got two shirts today. Uh, I got one Orange Cassie and one Bodie Lee. Um, I just got the Orange Cassie because it was on clearance, and it was, like, $6. So, I was oh, like... That's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And I was just like, yeah, let me get those Orange Cassie t-shirts. Pretty dope. Probably wear one of them to school tomorrow, but it's whatever. So, and also want to just say that by any slim chance that Amanda Huber or Brody Lee Jr. is um, listening to this, I want to let you guys know that you guys are the most strongest humans I've ever heard of and known. You guys are the best, and I wish nothing but the best for you guys. Um, it took incredible, incredible um, bravery 
for Brody Lee's um, son to go out there, stand in the ring, be at ringside, and during such a vulnerable time for in his life. Exactly. So I know Brody is watching over both of you guys. I know John so loves you no matter what. I know he's going to be guiding you both throughout your whole lives. And I know you guys will all see each other again. So thank you for listening to my uh, testament about Brody Lee. Thank you, Brody, for everything. We love you. Rest in peace. Now, before we move on, I would like to say two more things. Um, one, I don't care if you're a New Japan fan. I don't care if you're a WWE fan. I don't care if you're an Impact, Ring of Honor. If you are a fan of professional wrestling, just in honor of Brody Lee, go watch the show. Go watch the show AEW put on. It was perfect. Um, Brody's family came out to his team and Titantron. It was all very touching. It's great, beautiful show. And um, the last thing I want to say before we move on is, um, I would like to personally announce that it's Sunday. You know what that means? Is the is now the official tagline of WrestleX in honor of Brody. Now that that is all out of the way. Let's move on to something equally as sad, but also a lot more lighthearted. We're going to go to the story of Christopher Michael Benoit. And you guys, like, I guess I should get this started because I am, I am known as one of the best people who have respected and loved Chris Benoit's work, even though what he did was unforgivable. I've tried to see, like, the humanity side of him. And what he left behind. Like, just here's my take. I have the- before we do this, yeah. first of all, please respect our opinions. Exactly. We will not crucify you for yours. Do not crucify us for ours. Exactly. We are entitled to our opinions. But also now, in no way will we glorify a murderer today. Exactly. Right now, what we are doing when talking about Benoit as we are giving our personal take on it, and we're trying to do what the best we can. That when we talk about the wrestler, we're separating the art from the artist. And when we talk about the man, we will not be glorifying him in any way. So, here's my first take on Christopher Benoit. So, when I was like, I'd say seven, I was like still like a young up-and-coming wrestling fan i was watching wwe every day talking about it with my friends at school talking about it with my family like my family really loved wwe and that was good because i had other people like me like my cousin used to live with me and we um her and i would always just talk about who our favorite wrestlers were we always begged our parents for action figures and i always begged my parents to get um the video games even the old video games like my first video game was smackdown versus rock 2008 but then I heard that like there was SmackDown 2007, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007, and the character I wanted to play most on the game wasn't Chris Benoit, it was um, the Boogeyman. Because like I was like, let me use the Boogeyman, I'll see what he's like, I want to see if he's still wrestling, or et cetera, et cetera. So I finally got the game, and then me and my uncle were playing, I picked the Boogeyman, and he picked Chris Benoit. I'm like... Who's Chris Benoit? I've never heard of this guy. Like, I, I've heard of everybody else in this video game, but I've never heard of Chris Benoit. 
So he was like, oh, man, Chris Benoit was, like, one of the best professional wrestlers of all time. But then he died. I'm like, oh, crap, he's dead? How did he die? And he's like, uh, never mind, Jordan. It doesn't matter to you. Uh, I was like, okay, because I was, like, so confused. So then when I was, like, nine, I'd say, like, I looked up Chris Benoit because I was, like, really curious. And I just look up shit for fun. So then I found out he died. And I found out how he died. And I was like, oh, my God. He did that? Uh, I, I, I had no idea why he did it. I just thought he was, like, freaking loco. But then, like, this year, I started um, looking at, like, Chris Benoit's best matches. I, I think you mean last year. It is 2021. Sir. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 2020, I, like, that's the year when I started watching Benoit more because – like, I started following David Benoit on Instagram. I was like, I'm hearing all this great stuff about him. I'm like, wasn't he a murderer? And then, like, the Dark Side of the Ring documentary exactly. came the out. The Dark right? Side of the Ring documentary made me cry three times. Three. Like, when Chris Benoit broke down about how Eddie was, like, his best friend, it hurt. And I was like, damn. And then I hear all the times Chris was crying about Eddie. I was like, these guys were really close. They were, They were like oil and vinegar together. They were... Like, the best of friends. And it was crazy. Like, I, I've never seen a friendship so pure like that. Like, I want to ha- hope to have that when I have, like, my ring career. Hopefully, like, me not obsessing over my friend. But, um, you know, just having a good friendship. I, I, I like to think you and me are like that, minus the, my, minus the dying exactly. and murder. <laughs> I did call you my Eddie Guerrero once, so that was pretty fun. Yes, you did. Yeah, so... Yeah, like, I started watching Ben Law matches. Like, the person he put on the best matches with. Any match you find with these two men in it, I'm telling you, it's a barn burner. Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle. Those matches, any match they have. Every time they they, they burned the house. Exactly. Like, Benoit and Angle were just, like, freaking unstoppable in the ring. Like, because of Angle's athleticism and Chris's submission skill, they were just amazing and it was crazy this was the perfect um kind of combination of a somewhat high flyer and a technical wrestler exactly like he was like a great combination his matches always ended one of two ways the pinfall off the flying headbutt which you should never do yes i won't I'm, I'm talking to literally everybody. Yeah. yeah, you do that, you're asking to end up like Benoit. Or tapping out to the Crippler Crossface. Yeah, of course. Like, the thing that I, like, I've always tried to put the Crossface on my brother, and he just saying, Jordan, let go of me! I'm like, ah, whatever. But, um, <laughs> like, I'm always going accustomed to Chris Benoit, and I hope to be, like, the technical wrestler he was, because he was, like, a really great technical wrestler. I hear all this stuff about, um, I hear all this stuff about um, him from the Sun about how he was never really like that. He was actually a really good guy before he did what he did. And I was just like, this is good, because David still remembers the good parts about his dad. He doesn't remember, like, the bad side and what happened, like, I started watching old WCW replays, right. his New Japan work. His New Japan work was actually pretty solid, if, you, if I do say so myself. Like, he fought guys like Grace Sasuke, fought Jericho, he fought um, oh, Jericho, like, a lot of times. But in New Japan, it was something different. Like, it was, like, a pretty cool match. Like, if you go back 
and you watch his New Japan match with um Chris Jericho. Like, I, I don't even know if Chris Jericho was on fucking roids that night because he was like so hyped up. He kept saying, "Come on, motherfucker, bring it on, you fucking bitch." I'm like, Jesus, Jericho, calm down. You know. But um, yeah, I've always seen like Chris Benoit is like one of the best and. Like, he's arguably in the top 10 of professional wrestlers of all time. If he didn't do what he did, he should have been honored. Like, dead ass. Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty torn to, um, to the situation because, like, I'm like, there should be a spot for Benoit in the Hall of Fame. But at the same time, there shouldn't be because people are going to remember what he did. And I'm like, I, I don't want people to have bad memories, you know? Yeah. Right. You there? You can still hear me, right? Right. Can you hear me? Oh shit, did I disconnect? Hold on. Yes, sir. Let's get this Alrighty. back on. Track. I would like to apologize. I would like to apologize to our listeners. We started having some audio issues. But um back to what we were saying about uh like Benoit and yeah. um Jericho. Um Chris Jericho revealing on the dark side of the ring. Um, when Chris Benoit believed he had messed up a single punch in one of their New Japan matches. It's actually a spin kick. Yeah, a spin kick. My apologies. But yeah, um, right. he, he, get, he gets backstage, um, Jericho does, and he sees Benoit doing, what was it, burpees? Not like a, a 500 hack squat. Yeah, squat. Hack squat. Uh, yeah, it a, yeah, it was a form of squat. And he asked him, well, what happened? And he said, I, I messed up that spin kick. All right, is this like did, did someone tell you to do this? He said, No, I'm doing this to myself. I have to learn to be better because I disgrace the sport. Like, right, with something that nobody even saw. Like it's, it looked, it looked good to everyone in attendance, but to Benoit, the perfectionist that he was, it wasn't good enough. Exactly. He thought he he thought he messed it up, so he he just. Sorry, doing squats. If I'm if I'm being honest here, I actually did the same. Well, similar to the same thing. So when, like, this was like last year, I was in track. I was, I was doing a relay with my with um, my team. So I had dropped the baton, and I was like super pissed because like like I missed the baton and like missed the toss off, and we got second place. So I went out the hallway. I was super pissed, and I got down on my like my hands and knees and did like a ten like not ten minute plank like a five minute plank because I was mm-hmm. like I was pissed off. So then like my teammates come out they're like what the hell are you doing dude? I'm like like I'm doing a plank. I, I fucked up the baton toss up. He's like bro you're weird. And I'm like yeah well just like yeah I have to do this so I can remember for next time. He's like yeah but that's just like a little too far. I'm like it's per- it's personal punishment. It's important. Exactly. Like I just need a understand, try to get my body better. I'm going back to track tomorrow. So this nice. is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I'm not fucked up and tired because, you know, Russell Kingdom and you know, like what else is pretty cool about the whole Benoit thing? Like I mean it's not like cool, but um David's I know, starting I know to mean. wrestle. Yeah, David's mm-hmm. about to start wrestling. And I wanna see where he ends up. He's definitely gonna end up in AEW because, you know, Chris Jericho loves that kid. Everyone I would, does. Exactly. Like, I would personally love to see him in New Japan because, like, his father was there. I'd like to see him in the, the, the Super J Cup. 
carrying on his legacy, being like Pegasus Kid three or four, because there's there's a See, lot. See, the other problem Pegasus is kids. he has to drop the Benoit name if he wants a chance at being successful, because, and as much as no one wants to admit it, you hear Benoit, you think of the murders. Yeah, like the thing is, I feel like he's not gonna do like okay. Like, I'm fine with him doing David Benoit, but he said he wants to do Chris Benoit Jr. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's not a good, very bad look. Like, I'm not saying that he shouldn't do it. Like, I mean, that's your wrestling career. Okay, fine. You want to honor your dad. But remember, like, people are not going to be okay with that because they're going to be like, oh, this kid's the, the murderer's son. And I'm just going to be – and I'll, I'll probably be, like, the guy trying to defend him. I'll be like – Look, he's just doing what he wants. Like he's a he's a kid still, and everything else. But what else bothers me about like the whole thing is that he's been blacklisted by like everybody because they're just like, oh, that that's um that's the guy who murdered, like um his father's the guy who like picked off his, right. his um brother and his his mother in law. I mean his stepmother. I say when um when his little brother was seven. Exactly, it's crazy, man. Like, and you see, I, like the, that. That's the thing. Nancy, she was forty-three. I'm not saying that makes it okay, but murdering a much older adult, it's not usually as frowned upon as killing a seven-year-old boy exactly. or seven-year-old girl. That was the worst part. Like, there, there's never been a case like more horrific than this. And what's crazy is that uh, there's a lot of theories that Benoit didn't do it. Instead, it was somebody else. And there's like a theory was Kevin Sullivan because uh, Kevin Sullivan was uh, Nancy Benoit's uh, ex-husband. Because if you're not familiar with the Sullivan Benoit story, it's a pretty great story. Like it's it's a very how... it's very interesting. Go watch Star like, Side of the Ring. It's on Hulu. Um, they they talk about it there. Yeah, like I say, it's a good story because this showed how Benoit was so helpful and was such a human being at the time. Because like mm-hmm. the thing is, Kevin Sullivan was abusing Nancy. And she like she was getting hit by him all the time, and, and, and Chris and, got her out. Exactly. So, and Chris like Kevin thought it was a good idea to put them both into a storyline together. Like <laughs> Kevin, if you're listening to this, that was a bad idea, dude. But, Kevin, um, if you're listening to this, what the hell were you thinking? Exactly. So they they, they he wanted to make them perfect the character, so they had them travel together, eat together, do everything together. Act and, like a couple, exactly. So then, and, and, and if you make two, if you make two people act like a couple for long enough, they'll turn into a couple. Exactly. And then at Bash at the Beach, like I think it was 1996. Yeah, they like they were actually duking it out. Like there was no holding back. They were actually fighting. It was a whole shoot because Chris was pissed and because Kevin was calling all um talking all the shit about Nancy and he was not having it. So now that that was like out of the way, I feel like Kevin Sullivan might have been involved in this. I don't know how. Like, um, all right, I, I will say I can tell you for sure, Kevin was involved, but not directly, and not by his own free will. Maybe it came out that just a few days before his before his death. Just so you know, Jordan's playing GTA. That's not real police. You hear? Yeah. Um, 
just a few days before his death, um, Chris Benoit called the police. Um, and he said that he thought he was being stalked because he saw the same car pass by his house like five times in an hour. Well, maybe that was just the, him being crazy. The car was Kevin Sullivan's. Oh, so the police came and the police came and obviously please turn down your game. Um, the police came and obviously the police came and obviously <laughs> Benoit isn't, well, he wasn't stupid. He was a very famous professional wrestler. He had cameras. So the police checked the cameras. There was nothing. Yeah. Crazy. No, no, nobody had passed to their house. Chris Benoit had started hallucinating. Exactly. So right. obviously, we, n- n- nobody knows the full circumstances around the murders. Like some people think he got angry because he had a fight with Nancy and he snapped. Some people think it was just due to his um, brain issues. He got irrationally angry for no reason. I re- I raised the question. Did he A, hallucinate and think there are other people that broke in? Or B, just forget who they were? Or at least forget who Nancy was? Because if if there's anything heartwarming to come out of the Benoit story, there's nothing really heartwarming. But if there's anything nice, Benoit did not make Daniel suffer. Exactly. Crazy and like and like obviously I'm not gonna try and say oh well that makes it okay it doesn't but it they came out in like the autopsy um he had been slipped like painkillers so he wouldn't feel a thing yeah um his his cause of death was asphyxiation following sedation in bed victim passed victim was asleep and passed away painlessly. See, like, I'm not kind of trying to compare the two, but it's, like, so similar. Like, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit's death, like, took a toll on the wrestling universe, like, back in 2000, in the 2000s. Like, it's the same way Brody... 2007. Yeah, uh, yeah, 2005, 2007. The same way Brody Lee's hit us hard, because, like, they were both... All three men were active wrestlers at the time. They're active, they were still winning championships... It was crazy. Like, like Chris like, Benoit's. All right, th- think about it this way: as to how active Benoit was, his final match was June nineteenth, two thousand seven, on um on EC on WWE CW. WWE CW. I I, I think that's what it was. Yeah, at the it time. was. Yeah, it was WCW. He defeated WWE. ECW. Yeah. <laughs> so as I so, so everyone calls it WWE CW. But he defeated Elijah Burke to become one of the two people who would fight for the vacant ECW championship. Okay. But here's the thing. That match was set to happen on June 24th. June 24th, I, I, I wouldn't call it ironic, I would, I would just call it sad, is the day um, Chris Benoit is said to have died. He killed himself the day he had a title match. But the craziest thing is, which no one's really been able to understand, um, didn't he kill Nancy on like the 21st or something? 
Yeah, I feel like he like, killed her day earlier. That's what I heard. I say, I, I heard like he, he was in the house with both bodies for at least a day. Why did he wait? I don't know. Is there a possibility like, he considered turning himself in? Maybe. Like, but it's crazy. The how thing is, no, nobody can deny Benoit was fucked. One of the last results in his search history um, before his death was how to painlessly break your own neck. Jesus. And um, I, I remember watching Dark Side of the Ring one of the times. I, I'm not a big crier, but I, I'll tear up. One of the things that actually made me tear up a little bit was um, Vicky said um, her child came and said, oh, Chris is crying in Eddie's gym again. And she goes, she waited because he was talking to himself. Mm. And the last thing she heard before he noticed that she was there was, I don't know what I can do without you, Eddie. Crazy. Like, I promise. I promise I'll see you soon. You know, you know what's weird? Here's like, here's what? just like what I'm trying to say. So Chris is just, well, he was just like wrestling fans. Like we get so wholeheartedly attached to how people perfect their characters and make them like human, make them look like for me, I feel like I have like a really great connection with guys like um, HBK. Brody Lee. Yeah, Brody Lee, definitely Brody Lee, um, HBK, uh, John Cena. We get we get emotionally attached. Exactly. So when because we when, grow up watching them, exactly. and we, we see them, we see them go from a twenty something year old kid to a working twenty years, like for a company veteran. My father, who is like forty six, said that um one of the one of his fame not famous but one of his um most favorite wrestlers of all time. I know I I know I messed that up. Grant, I'm speaking. I don't care. You good? Um, is the Undertaker because he was he was alive to watch him debut. And I I've been playing a lot of Batman Arkham Knight recently. And I think this quote brings it justice. You were there at the beginning, and now you get to see how it ends. Of course, like, that's like a really good, uh, really good and, and 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 that and that's why my father likes Taker. But um, it's stuff like that. If you watch a professional wrestler debut, you become that much more attached to them because you watch them grow. You watch them become a wrestler. Yeah. And now, all like all I've been doing is just like reminiscing about Brody, thinking about him. It's crazy. Like I hope we don't lose anybody else. Like any but, but, and, and, active and here, wrestlers again. Right. And and the thing is, and this all ties in because this is what people did in two thousand five and two thousand seven. When Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit passed away, everyone was heartbroken. 
everyone couldn't stop thinking about it. But if anyone ever doubts how well um, Chris Benoit was loved not only by fans but by the companies he worked for, those companies being New Japan, WCW, WWE, and ECW, think about it like this. The man had 24 title reigns throughout the four um, companies. He was a one-time WCW champ and a one-time WWE champ. A lot of wrestlers don't even end up getting one of those. But he also became, what was it, the second man? Can you please turn down your game, Jordan? Um, yes. Yeah, so, no, that's like my TV. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. But um, he became, what well, I think, the second man to win the Royal Rumble at um, the number of... At entry number one in 2004. Yeah, like they can't even mention that now. So now they only think of it as Shawn Michaels who did it. Right. And they gave him the most special moment of almost any superstar's career of all time. I believe it was WrestleMania 20. Um, both Eddie Guerrero and himself had won titles that night, major titles, and they had the in-ring um, celebration. Exactly. You don't give that to just anybody. You give that to somebody you have plans for. It's crazy, bro. And, and, and the thing is, like, I wasn't alive when he, was, when he debuted. I wasn't alive for more than two years when he died. But think about it. The man, he did wrestle for a while, but not as long as most. The man debuted in professional wrestling. He wasn't even debuting. He started training in 1985. He passed away and was a professional wrestler up until 2007. Sure, that's a while, but that's also not long at all. Exactly. But, um... His story um, is heartbreaking. Oh, really is. Like, it was crazy how, like, I see him. Like, he looks like... Like, in 2003, he was like every other wrestler, like, I see now. Like, wrestlers who are not in the main event picture. Like, the thing about him was that he was, like, the, the underrated wrestler that everybody wants to be pushed back in 2003 because he didn't win any titles. He was only, like, a tag. Like, they put him in a team with Rhino. That's how, like, WWE did not even care about him. They put him in a tag team at, with Rhino. At, at, le- at least put him with his friends, Ray Mysterio, or Eddie Guerrero. Or Chavo exactly. Guerrero. I would have been even say, better, but they just put I say, him with I, Rhino. I say any of those three men would have made sense. They're real-life friends. You want people who exactly. can work. You you want people who can work great in a tag team. You get people who are great outside of the ring because they can talk about it outside of the ring. Yeah, like and what like, else bothers me? Oh wait, sorry. Yeah. Say so, no. I I just wanted to say, uh, me and Jordan have both football. We both want to be professional wrestlers. We both exactly. have considered being a tag team because we, we we've gotten to know each other really well. Outside of wrestling, well, we, we met before we were wrestling. 
That would exactly. be, say it's like the Hardy Boys. If you take away the fact that they're brothers, say they were just good friends, it would be the same um, type of thing. Because if they were just good friends, you could say your brothers, and no one would be the wiser. And you would be that damn good unless both of you suck. Exactly. And um, I was also going to go on to say that, um, like, it was only the fact that um, he was so underutilized as three. It's also the fact that, um, like, they, they were pushing the wrong people. Like, we, we got Brock versus Kurt, like, 10,000 times. We got Brock versus Big Show 10,000 times. Like, I don't understand what they were trying to do here. I mean, yeah, he got one title shot, and that was at the Royal Rumble in 2003. After that, it was just a bunch of tag team bullcrap and all that other stuff. But I bet, like, at the end of 2003, they were building it because, like, he was fighting Brock, and it said it did look like they were going to set up to make uh, him win the Royal Rumble, so that's good. Oh, sh- What? No, somebody just followed me. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Just someone just followed me. No big deal. Yes. Yeah, I'm also on Instagram as we're talking. You're fine. So, yeah, so... Also, I'm just gonna go on and say something else, like, just kind of out of subject, but this is really freaking bothering me. Go ahead. So, I've noticed, like, throughout the whole friendship of Eddie and Chris, like, Ray was... Like, Ray Mysterio was literally never there. Like, they keep, WWE keeps panning out the fact that Ray and Eddie were, like, best friends and shit, but I don't buy it. Like, the fir- the person I see that Ray Mysterio is, like, truly, truly best friends with is Conan. Like, you remember Conan from WCW? Yeah. Like, he was, like, yeah, well, he was, um, now he's, like, in, um, he's all over. You see, I, that, if, if I ever get a chance to meet um, Ray Mysterio, that's probably what I would ask him. I I wholeheartedly believe yeah. him and Ed were friends. Otherwise, um, Ray would have refused to do a custody of Dominic match with Eddie Guerrero. That yeah. and like they they've been spotted in um, public and playing times together. But here's the thing: I feel like they should have been on TV together more. Exactly, and I feel like if they were gonna push anyone down six after Eddie's death. It should have been one person or one person only, and I felt like it should have been Chavo. Guerrero. I agree. Because Chavo, he was, no, he was no, very, no, no. also very And it's not even that. If you should push anyone um, because of Eddie's death, it would be Chavo. Eddie died in Chavo's arms. Exactly. Chavo was holding Eddie. Like, you say Chavo was looked as he died. eyes. And they're trying to find out what was, what was going on. As Eddie looked up at him, smiled one last time, and passed away in his arms. Crazy st- shit, man. And what I just don't understand is that you just gave the push to Ray, and like the whole like 2006, like the WWE 2006, Chavo, nothing special. Chavo like, may not have wanted it. Like maybe that's probably the thing. I say, like Chavo should have been a little more bigger than though. I, I, I've never met Chavo, but I've heard a lot about him. I hear he's very mature. I, I, could, well, exactly. I could see him getting the offer. He looks at Vince and goes, oh, I don't want your pity. And, and the thing is like that. Yeah, that's probably the reason. Right. 
I say, and no one can rule that out. He he probably said, "Well, I don't want your pity. Um, I I, I want to get pushed because I deserve it." Exactly. But um, but Ray was just like, "Ah, oh, let me take the push. I don't give a damn." Well, Ray was deserving. No, no of, Ray, Ray was deserving regardless. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he he, really he, he truly is, yeah. at least in my opinion, the greatest luchador ever. He is. So, as long as you're going on respecting your Mysterio here, Ray, tell Aaliyah to call me. Tell who? Oh. Aaliyah. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to read it for a Exactly. Yo, I don't understand. Like, how how did she come out so good looking? It's crazy. She, so I, I, I actually, like, I a actually lot about, noticed, like, um, before we move on, something about her. She, she looks like she has a very young face. Like she, her face doesn't exactly. look her age. The rest of her body does. I think she gets that from Ray. I yeah, that's probably where she gets it from. Ray, Ray no, has a baby see? face. That that ties in perfectly because he's never been a heel <laughs> ever. <laughs> Which is really crazy. So, um, the thing I was wanted to say is that Alea's told people that she does not want to be a wrestler, but I feel like her as a wrestler would be, would be. awesome. And I feel like the only person, and the only person who could train her, like this would be a freaking awesome team up. I want to see Alea get trained by freaking Thunder Rosa. Like, that would be freaking awesome. Like she coming out in the face paint and also like a, a mask. And her father have like don't have her go to WWE because then WWE is gonna drag out the fact that she's Rey Mysterio's daughter. Have her go to freaking stardom. Like how about wrestle in Japan? I like wrestle as a freaking. Th- th- there are so many people I want to be able to go to New Japan, and then I remember that it's Japan, and they don't speak English. Yeah, say, like just, say, no, good, course, say like, good luck learning the just, language, because um. I, I know I know people like Finn Balor must have struggled. Um, people like Benoit, Jericho, they must have struggled to at least learn it. See, that's the thing I'm going to do. Like, while I'm in college and while I'm training, I'm going to take the time to learn Japanese because that's where I really want to go. Because, like, wrestling in Japan, it, it, the, the experience, let alone, is beautiful. Because I've always felt like I've had a historical connection with Japan. I freaking love anime. You know I talk about it a lot. Like and I, I love the food. I just had like the, the best freaking Japanese authentic ramen the other day, and, and I, I felt like I wanted to like ascend from my from my freaking seat and just reminisce and the flavors I tasted while I tasted that ramen. It was that beautiful. and the Japanese crowds. If they hate you, yeah, say, if they supportive. hate you, they'll let you know. And if the crowds hate you, you may as well leave. Because it, it, if you're trying to get over as a face and the crowd's still booing you in Japan, go back to America. See, see, that's where you're wrong about that. And I can tell you where you're wrong about that. There was a person who, like, even when he was a face, he was getting booed. But then when he became a heel, he was getting even more heel, he, and he loved it. But now he's like, one of the top guys in New Japan right now, and pe- a lot of people love him now. And that guy's name is a guy who was ruined by WWE. That's Kenta. 
Kenta literally came to New Japan as Katsuyori Sabata's um, protege because um, Katsuyori saw something in him, like when he was at Noah Pro Wrestling Noah. For for all the Japanese wrestling fans, continue to listen to my soothing words about what I have to say about one of the best freaking wrestlers right now, Kenta. So the thing about Kenta, Pro Wrestling Noah, he was a freaking beast. Like he was just beasting on everybody. Like I just watched this match he had with um Naomichi Marafuji. Like, it, like, that's Japanese wrestling. But um, it was, like, a really great match. Like, it was a lot of striking. Like, Kenta broke his nose in that match. And Mara Fuji literally almost broke his neck. And I was just like, holy shit, these guys are putting on a banger. And I hope that we can probably get that more from Kenta when he fights Satoshi Kojima. And Kenta can hold his own with, like, old guys. Because he did it with Kenta Kobashi once. It was, like, really great. Like, I think he's fought Kenta Kobashi more times than I can count. But the thing about Kenta is that when he came to New Japan, he was getting booed. And I kept asking myself, why is he getting booed? And I was like, you know what? I think it's the fact that he was he was a Japanese wrestler who went to America and seeking for success, but then came back empty-handed, no title wins, no nothing. And everybody's just like, oh, Kenta, this guy was a day with Tommy. This guy fucking sucks. He, he's nothing. He, he'll never be anything ever again. But then when he joined Bullet Club, that all changed. And last year, at last year's Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom, like, um, the last year's Wrestle Kingdom at Tokyo Dome, like, he got the biggest heel heat when he spoiled Naito's win on night two. Like, he attacked Naito, beat the shit out of him in front of, like, 50K, and everybody was booing Kenta out of the building. Like, everybody was pissed, and Kenta, you know what he was doing? He was laughing, and he was loving it. And that was just like, yep, I freaking love Kenta. And now, Kenta, he's about to fight Satoshi Kojima, which I'm really excited for. And um, hopefully, he gets his shot at um, Moxley. That is if Moxley gets off off his ass and goes to Japan. Tony Khan stops being such a bitch and lets him go. Like, anyway, as Brody Lee would say, Tony, stop being a little bitch. All right. I hate to stop you. Yeah. Because you sound so passionate. No, it's all right. And that's why that that's what that's, no, that's it's cool. I'm done anyway. Going. But um, <laughs> before you move on to the um, Wrestle X 2020 awards, oh damn, we have to talk about one last thing, and this is why I specifically said, please respect our opinions. This conversation could last a minute. This could last an hour. This is the big controversial question everyone's been talking about for 14 years. Well, almost 14. It's closer to 13. Should Chris Benoit be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Okay, so, so you I'm say gonna you, go first. By all you, means, you, go first. You... Okay, so here's the thing. I enjoy Benoit's work. I, I'm very torn with this decision. Like, but I will definitely say 75% of me says no. He should not be honored because what he did was unforgivable. He murdered his his wife and his son. Like, I'm pretty sure Vince wouldn't give a shit if he murdered just Nancy because. Vince literally paid Jimmy Snuka's girlfriend, who is now dead because Jimmy killed her, 
he, um, he paid her a lot of money to keep her mouth shut, and she said no. And then when Jimmy killed her, Vince said, nah, don't worry, I'm still, I'm still gonna... Nah, don't Jimmy. worry about Jimmy. Like, it, it was not that big of a deal, they didn't find... Yeah, don't worry about Jimmy. You, you did nothing. You're innocent. It's, it's okay. She, she, she but, um, fell and landed on Exactly. Exactly. That, that just... It, it was so aggravating to hear about that. But now that Chris did, like, the, the real freaking thing that was, like, so traumatizing, which was murdering his son... Like, yeah, so, no, he's not going to get honored. But I do believe woman should be honored because woman was, like, one of the greatest managers of all time. Like, Nancy, like, held her craft. She she intimidated Ric Flair. She was a good mouthpiece for Arn Anderson she was, well. she, and, and, and she, she should have been inducted to the home. last strictly um, manager managers. Most most female yeah. managers, I should say, um, end up having to wrestle because they're also wrestlers, like Zelina you know what, Vega. You know but woman, exactly. Working yeah. at Trinidad, um, woman was able to get over without wrestling. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I was gonna say that. Uh, I was gonna say shit. Uh... Yeah, what is funny to me is that my friend told me this the other day. I was gonna, I was like, he actually brought it to me like a couple weeks ago. He told me, Jordan, are the four horsemen inducted into the Hall of Fame? And I said, yeah. And he's telling me, well, well Chris Benoit was in the four horsemen. I was like, okay. Yeah, where are you getting with this? And he's like, so does that technically mean Chris Benoit is inducted into the Hall of Fame? Because the four horsemen, are, like he was a part of the four horsemen. I was like, huh. And I've never thought also, about that. he was part of the original NWO. Well, no, no, he, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't wait, the original. Wait, he was really? in the NWO at least, um, I believe, even for a short while. Um, I, I, right. I, I mixed. Hold on. Hold Let on. me just verify. Um, this. when I said original, I was thinking Ted DiBiase. <clears throat> but um, uh, yeah. I say I wrote out my response, but um. Chrome is now being stupid. I, I, I literally had it up on, in a dock in front of me, and now it just keeps crashing. So if you would like to keep talking, ah. work, please do. Yeah. So I'm looking right now, and I'm looking at all these memories. And, and, and that's just it. They've, they've had a lot of memories. Okay, there's... So I might be wrong. I might be thinking of someone completely yeah, it's different. Like Bullet Club. Yeah. Like okay. So Jesus, there's so many people. Wait, Disco Inferno? <laughs> you mean the the freaking misogynistic asshole who went on his radio show and shitted on all the four yep. women's work? Wait, he was in this? Oh my god, that's funny. Bret Hart was also in it. Okay, that's cool. But um, the, the thing I come to terms about with the NWO is that we we almost had the perfect reincarnation in Bullet Club had they decided to you know make a W, but um that's what happened. It, it happened. So now it we happened have, not with uh, crying over spilled milk. Yeah, like I mean, it's just I mean, Bullet Club's still alive, but it it, 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 it doesn't feel. Is it, it just me or do they just? Feel it doesn't weak? feel the same. Because we had some, we had something. It really doesn't. I mean, so good. 
Exactly. And just, it's so good. Actually, we should be saying we had something so too sweet. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was, it, it was beautiful. But the thing is, I mean, Jacob, if you are listening to this, do not crucify me. But I believe that Jay White, don't get me wrong, he's a great wrestler. And I hope that he does walk out of Wrestle Kingdom with some gold. I feel like Jay White just does not does it for me as a leader. And I don't, I don't even see Jay White as a leader. I feel like it's either like evil or Tamatanga because Tamatanga is the reason why Cody and Kenny and all those other guys are not in Bullet Club anymore because Tama led the charge. Like he, he gun stunned Cody at um, Strong Style Evolved. Like I remember, I, I think it was, no, wait, no, it was the G1 special in USA. Like, sorry, I'm a New Japan <laughs> mark. Oh, so I, but, um, I, I got it to work again, yeah, so, so I'm ready whenever you are. Yeah, so here's the thing about this whole thing. Like, I feel like Bullet Club was supposed to be what New Japan should have been. Had there, like, had AEW been built, like, a couple years back, like, preferably 2015, 2016, and it was televised, or if Ring of Honor decided to have, like, a weekly television show, and start being in front of, like, a lot of crowds, that would have been perfectly better if Ring of Honor finally, like, decided to do something and put Bullet Club as their mainstay. Then, yeah, then we would have had, like, the perfect reincarnation of the NWO. We would have had, like, great shit happening. Like, Kenny Omega was said to be, like, the next Hulk Hogan, but who could actually wrestle. Who could actually wrestle uh, and didn't Cody have Rhodes. half the ego. Exactly. Um, I felt like Cody Rhodes would have been like, I feel like the Ted DiBiase of the group, maybe. Yeah, that's probably what he was going to be. Or he was going to be his dad because Dusty Rhodes is also in the NWO. Um, Matt and Nick, Scott Hall, and Kevin Nash. Hangman Page felt like um, Mr. Perfect. Like, everything could have been great if like things were a little bit different. Right. But if, if circumstances we were different. On. But they weren't. It's sad. But um, going back to what we were talking about, yeah, Chris Benoit being be inducted, I said no. <clears throat> Chris Benoit should not be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. The man did give everything to professional wrestling. He was one of the best wrestlers of our times, along with his close friend, Eddie Guerrero. They could have been some of the best ever. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, Chris Benoit is still a murderer. He did so many amazing things, but the fact that he killed his wife and his seven-year-old son cannot be ignored. If you think of the name Chris Benoit, you can try and think of his in-ring work, but it's impossible to stop yourself from thinking of Nancy and Daniel. As a wrestler, he truly deserved the world, but you cannot ignore the actions of the man. Chris Benoit, as a professional wrestler, deserves to be inducted. But as a man, deserves to burn in hell. Mm. Alrighty. So, here, yeah, let's get down to uh, right. the, the award show. I say, and, and to close off um, our return episode, we took time off for um, family due to the holidays. But um, we have our Russell X 2020 awards. Kicking us off with Male Superstar okay, so of the Year. This one, it, 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 it really wasn't go. that difficult. 
male superstar of the year, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. This guy literally, like, to be honest, I would have had John Moxley. Like, I, I freaking love Moxley. He did, like, a really good year of his work. He had the best matches and, 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 everybody. And we're, we're not going to deny and that. To be honest, but at the same it, time, Roman pulled yeah, out like, of Mania. And, we thought he was going to be gone for the rest of the year, if not more. And he had a shocking return at SummerSlam. And he did what we've all been wanting him to do for years. He turned heel. And he's been on top of the company since payback the week where he won the Universal Championship. And here's the thing. Every single match you put on has been bangers. I I love the guillotine choke. He managed to make a good match out of Braun Strowman somehow. Um, No offense. (laughs) Somehow. Uh, by the way, Brian, if you listen to this, I hate you. Adam, if you're listening, as a man, I love you. I hear you're absolutely fantastic. As a wrestler, please go back to the PC, man. I hate you both because you, you said a lot of shit. And yeah, and, and don't it's, it's not treating you on independent that. circuit wrestling. So, um, yeah, they're, 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 they're working their hardest. He, you, you, only got it, you, you only got it because so, you're seven feet um, tall and bounce. Yeah, but Moving on. Um, female superstar of the year. Yeah, we had to go with. Yeah. Hi. We yeah. Had, we had to go with Is another WWE. We went with Io Shirai. Yeah. Um, Io Shirai has been on top of her game this year. Oh, um, absolutely fantastic and a champion. She has never failed to put on a good match in my eyes. I was not a fan of her as a, as um her, in her original face run. I also hated her theme. She has now my my third favorite um entrance uh, in I'm, NXT. Fourth, I say, and I'm my hand and, and she she's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Jordan, what would you like to say? Oh my god, dude! dude I'm gonna take like a, a solid mean, five minutes for this. Yo. Io Shirai. Oh, you, you don't even know. I, I'm sorry I have to say this. I mean, I'm not really sorry, but I have to. I would literally push evil off a cliff if it meant marrying you. Because, you know, this... Imagine evil's listening to this. He's like, and you made what the it. hell, man? I'm, I'm sorry, dude, but you just gotta know. Like, Io took really this did. year to extreme heights. Like, the, the, that beautiful moonsault that she just does, everything she does is amazing. I mean, I'm a big fan of Sonata's moonsault because, you know, he's Sonata. But, you know, you, you, took, you, you blew me away with every match that you and had even when she, that, and he, that title of yours. Thank God they did like, not give you... Even when she's not defending the title. Um, NXT War Games this year. She had the best spot in the women's match where she got on top of the cage put a trash can on her head while smiling at the camera and jumped. Oh my god. Like, there was no debate of, the, of um, who should have been women's wrestler of the year. But if there had to be anybody in close second, I would definitely pick Thunder Rosa because she did have a great year too. But I, like, we always had to go with Eo. Like, she she never, made this like, year hers. Uh, uh, a different option because 
Exactly. Like, it was crazy. Like, I've been a big fan of EO ever since he turned heel against Ken. I mean, I've also watched some stardom matches, and she's, like, really good. I'm glad she beat the fuck out of um, Candice LeRae. Got, gave her, like, her whole shit. Like, when she repackaged herself into, like, this dangerous, psychotic Japanese um, anime character. The warrior of the like, She's just so freaking herself. strong. It was crazy. And the thing exactly. is, like, and that now, now, exactly. and say, now she's not like, even a heel. I don't know who's going to be. But she's still great. Exactly. Like, she just made herself good. And she, and that's, see, that's something that um, NXT just does so well. They make Japanese wrestlers exactly. look like this year, freaking amazing people. This like, year, she won NXT Women's Star of the Year and Overall Star of the Year. Yeah, like so she's people just love her. Dominant, and she deserves everything that comes to her. Exactly, but and as much as I'd love to see her reign last ten thousand years, there's only one person who could dethrone her, and that's Tony Storm. I'm hoping that I hope they have the fight at um the next takeover. I I mean, I preferably should have been at New Year's Evil, but I guess I'm we're gonna okay get something that. else. So now all we have see, to, moving yeah. on. But um, moving on. Brett Wrestling's match on. of 2020. Um, th- th- this has been kind of a controversial one because some people really um what what if her first he went for a New Japan match? Um, yeah, right. um, Hiromu versus Will Ospreay. Match. That was a great match. But the one that won overall was um NXT UK Walter versus Ia Dragunov for the NXT UK Championship. That match. Whoa. I can't put it into words. Go ahead. Let me take it for you. It was gold. It it was... They built that match so perfectly. Like, they were gone for... NXT UK has been gone for, like, a couple months. And everybody came back perfectly. Like, Pete Dunne came back with freaking physique. Right, he he, he, he Uh, slimmed down uh, and looked great. What else happened? Freaking Walter and... Exactly, and Walter and Ilya came back to the top of the game. They picked up what they left off in the Indies because they've had a lot of bangers in the Indies too. But this match just had everything like brought up. Like I missed the match like live because I fell asleep because I got home from school. And I was exhausted, so I woke up. It was like raining outside, and I poured up a cup of, a cup of tea and watched the match. And I loved every second of it. I was like, "Come on, Ilya." Win this shit, and then Walter like kicked his ass, and I was like, but the thing is, maybe and, next and, time." But you know, and I, I really, really underrated move of Walters, and no one gives him the credit for it. His drop kick, the man, he rarely leaves his feet. Better than Kazuchika's, but when he does, fantastic. He literally sent Dragonoff across the ring. It was just fan-diddly-tastic. But moving on. Feud of the year. I just realized how many WWE stuff there is. I promise we're not WWE marks. It's just WWE stuff. Some of it has been really good this year. Feud of the year. It wasn't easy. Exactly. But we had to go with AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. 
Yeah, oh, AJ Styles is the Undertaker. Like, this is the Hopefully. last rivalry of the Undertakers, and he made it look great. So did AJ. Like, I was going to go with some different type. Like, I had a different type in mind. Like, I really like the whole Hangman, Kenny Omega, Young Bucks rivalry. Like, like, the whole story together just made it good, and it made Kenny look like he was actually tired of it, and then he became, like, you know, the best. But and, and that's just it, 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 it led into a solid four or five star they... match at WrestleMania, and then it looks like that is the last match of the Undertaker's career. He went out exactly like he said he wanted to like on the last beautiful. Riot documentary. I'm either going out with a match fitting of the Undertaker at WrestleMania, or I'm going out on my shield. Exactly. Um, beautiful match, and I'm just ready for what AJ Styles has next. I mean, Undertaker, we're not going to see much of him. I'm pretty sure AJ Styles about to retire. He said he, said he, he, said he might um, retire in ring well, this year because he also wants to go to and be a scout. And oh shit! And like, like, when, I'm, like I the man was asked, "Well, why do you want to retire so oh, early?" He he looked at, at he looks at every interviewer and says. Appreciate the man had the man has a high flying gotcha. move set. You can't even do it anymore. Like, well, you impact can't deny that awesome. he, he like, still has good moves. Uh, you know, like yeah, of course. Like, oh man, like I remember when um he was uh. He was an impact, and he did, like, all these other awesome moves. Like, oh, this one was pretty cool. Like, it was called the Fosbury Flop. Like, he literally ran through the ropes. He did, like, a, a standing, like, a jumping moonsault over the ropes. Like, running through the ropes doing a moonsault. Mm-hmm. Like, he did on Samoa Joe once. But, it was awesome. Uh, like, and, and that's just it. Hey, yeah. He's slowing down, and he wants to be able to walk when he's older. He want, He wants to be able to take his... Children exactly to a park, right? Yeah, like I want to say, as much as one of us wants to retire, we can't say we don't understand. Like when my like when I start having my ring gear, my first ring gear is going to be inspired by AJ Styles Mm -hmm. in like two thousand four, two thousand five. Yeah, when he had like I hate hate to move on, but moving on. Stable of the year. Yeah. This one, this was a no-brainer. This is no-brainer. The close second, in my opinion, was the Dark Order. The third would have been the Unsputed Era. Johnny Hunge. But number one, it had to be WWE's The Hurt Business. Say okay. Go ahead, just, man. But I have to. I hate to I say, cut you off and just like I say, talk. If, if, but I have I to. Say, you've yeah. been very like, passionate about HP. When, so, go ahead. Okay, here we go. So in January, when I heard that MVP was returning in the Royal Rumble, I was like, okay, fine, MVP's there. But then he was like, on the next night, I was like, why is MVP jobbing to Rey Mysterio? And I kept saying, like, and, 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 and that match literally with Rey Mysterio was terrible. looks like a loser. So, 
I and I and the thing is, exactly. I, I just want to say this. So what made it terrible? He, he it, um, on the off chance that MVP is listening, why did you walk out of the six one nine? The man just got up and started to walk away. Exactly, like that was not the best. Exactly, like I don't even like he was selling right or whatever. Like no disrespect to the first IWGP champion, (laughs) but he just needs to know. But yeah, but um, okay. So then in May when he teamed up with uh, Bobby Lashley, I was like, okay, let's see how far this goes. And I'm like, they're calling themselves the Hurt Business. Okay, fine. Got Shelton Benjamin his first um, Benjamin when he was twenty-four. Win or title win, one of the two. In what was it? Nine years, almost, maybe more, or like eleven. Yeah, I think I think it was like eleven. And then Solo's title, and and everyone's kind of like, the fuck. uh, Yeah, and then, (laughs) and yeah. I'm sorry. I'm getting lost in my like. I'm in my room right now, and I'm. I keep looking at my lost in girl. Okay. Day, but um. Flag. And, and then we 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 all but, got what we yeah. wanted. Cedric Alexander joining the hurt business. Alexander, bro. Like when when Cedric joined, I was like, that was the final piece that was missing. Now we have like a real stable. Like this is basically Black Evolution, and I loved every second of it. Like. We have a, a powerful you know, black stable who is destroying. You know who would love it took him a couple months, but they that comment you made. Yep, you go. MVP. Who? And I'm only saying that. Yeah, definitely. Because MVP got so upset when people called them the Nation of Domination. Exactly. Like, okay, why are they the Nation of Domination? What? Just because they're all black? No, I see them as like what, um. What should have been evolution when they were like still going on? Like, like you have the four best black wrestlers in the business right now, and not just discrediting Xavier Woods or Kofi Kingston or Jay Uso or Jimmy, but this has to be or Big E. But this has to be said. Like these guys all came together, they made a powerful stable, and they look even better than before. Like this is great. Like. And I hope that they go like with more height and become more of like we, we whatever are. happens because I'm loving the stable. And if you don't like the stable, then, stop listening. Yeah, like if you don't not like the stable, I'm sorry. There's something mentally wrong. Yeah, right, there's but, something uh, mentally have, wrong. With you. Yes, they are. The Moving on to pay per view of the year yeah. for WWE, it was NXT Takeover Portland. That's as a as a. I love to like that's not even worth disputing. There is no disputing it. For all elite wrestling, exactly revolution. And for impact wrestling, it was Slammiversary. Okay, I've watched all three, so I have to go on and get everything I have to say out. So Takeover Portland, like, when I was watching this show, I was hyped for every match. Like, Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic really stole the show in the first first half. I, I, I gotta Bauer say, Keith, Gargano, Keith Lee and Dijak I, was the definition of they had us in the first half, not gonna lie. Like, I, I, everyone thought that was gonna be match of the night. Exactly. Like, they, I know that... Exactly. It was match of the night. 
But like, I mean, everybody says the Cole versus Ciampa was amazing. So was that. Like, every, every match, every match had, had solid like, build. Amazing. There was like and no they, complaints. And it was a good payoff for every match. Exactly. Like this was like one of the well, actually, it's not the first take. Wait, no, I think it might be. Is this like one of the first takeovers where there there was no nothing out the night after? Like this was not a pre-show to what the main event was going to be. This was just NXT TakeOver on its own. And I was so hyped for that. Like, I wish I could have so gone, but, you know, I live in New York. But hopefully... So, um, yeah, so... <laughs> so, if uh, sorry, so, 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 so if, um, if NXT... New York event, comes back up to New York, maybe me and Jordan will go. <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking awesome. I'm, I'd love to go. But, um... I guess we're moving on to the I next. Say, I, um, I, I, the don't, next I don't want to like, rush to you, but we are, we are a little bit low on time. Eight. Yeah. So, AW Revolution. Very great show. Uh, favorite match is definitely Matt and Nick versus Hangman and Kenny. Great, um, great storytelling. Great match. A lot of people said that Revolution was eh, but I really enjoyed it. It was the the match which started the Moxley era. Oh, like a great title run that went on for a couple months, and I hope we get to see John Moxley have another title one under his belt. Just, and just Claire great, yeah. great, um, great show. We had to see like a lot of good faces. Yeah, like no, yeah, and, like, and that was it. We had to see, we had to see so many good and returns. Now that. Exactly, and um, Rich Swan, like his whole storytelling with him almost being injured, but then coming back so he can um win the mm-hmm. TNA. I'm All right, impact. moving on, return years. of the year. On this day, we see clearly ha. that the return of the year was the rated R superstar Edge. Like the. I say, I say, I say, you, like, you can't even oh argue that. Edge, the, sec- no the close second was the return to TNT for Sting. It was exactly, returned to debut TNT in a debut on but, AEW. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like, Ed, like when I like everybody kept speculating. I like Ed returning, and the guy who kept pissing me off with the whole thing was like, you know, Christian Miracle. He's like the sins guy for WWE. Like he's always sinning. I have, I have, uh, I have watched every like, video there. You ever heard of Cinema Sins? Yeah, yeah. So basically, Christian Miracle does like he sins the WWE events. So he kept bitching and moaning, saying that uh. Oh, Edge is not coming Ed, back. Edge is not coming. Edge is not coming back. Just wait. then, you'll see clearly one day. Exactly. And then the music, like when I heard that you think you won't know me, I literally fall, fell off my bed. I literally almost broke my neck, and I got back up. I was like, "What the fuck? Edge is back." And I started texting all my friends. I'm like, I, I was, I, I was watching Rumble. the watch. Edge is back. He's like, holy shit. Me and my stick. father. Yeah, man, totally. It wasn't for money or anything, but we had a bet. I betted Edge would return. He said no. I just texted him. In all caps, I told you. He says, what? I said, I told you. Guess who just entered at number one? 
edges it back. That, I'm at 21. But, Number um, one. He, 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 that that yeah. is probably the only time where I've actually teared up due to her return. I, 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 had, I had a very similar um, like, it was response crazy. to it as the uh, hope... commentators did. No way. It, it, it was just that my, my heart felt like it stopped. Because I, I, I'm a huge fan of Edge. Sad. I think Edge, you, Edge, you I did. see a lot of Sean in Edge. Like Shawn Michaels, Edge. not in wrestling, but as a man. He, he used to be an asshole. Exactly. Now, not so much. It's heard. Right. He's like more passionate, more. More like a like he said he wants to retire on his terms, and he's had like great matches with Randy, and I'm just really hyped to see what's about to happen. Yeah, but look, 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 let's not forget one of the first role. moves he did. He's probably going to challenge after returning WWE. injured AJ Styles. No, but, but like that was AJ's fault. He openly came and yeah. said it. He said, "I was just trying to make him look good," and he did. That that spear looked fantastic. Of course. He did. Moving on. Really Breakout did. star of the year. Uh, now we must move on. Yeah, we we, we did three. Yeah, we had like, to just like we did like for pay per views, and just like we did for tag team. Um, WWE, Jay Uso. That, that that that's all we need to say. Just Jay Uso. If 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 you don't know, you can go watch SmackDown. Yeah, then you'll know. Straight. AEW. Darby Allen. Exactly. Darby Allen. Like, let's carry on because the next, the next so guy. Sad, I, sadly, I, I we don't have the time for that today. Rampage. But um, next time we do an Impact review, you can. Yeah. For Impact, Chris Bay. Yeah, of course. Like okay, so just you, let me just I'll say, I'll, get, let me get before you do. I just want to say Chris Bay so, and Darby Rock. Allen. That, that's what that's what I hear every time I hear uh, um, Chris <laughs> Bay. I think Bay and Walk. Yeah, exactly. But um, Darby Allen, like you guys already know how big of a fan I am of Darby Allen. Like when I watched Fighter Fest last year, well, two years ago, 2019, so, so, I something, just, something, something clicked. Grew inside me when I saw him fight Cody. Exactly. Like, Darby Allen just reminded me a whole lot of, like, a, a more agile sting. Like, he was great in ring. He was great in combat. He did everything he could have. And he did what he did whatever in his power to become the biggest thing ever. And then when he won the TNT title, now he's more talked about. And now he's teamed up with Sting. If you did not watch the the Brody Lee tribute episode, As they know, week, we, 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 we had we had such a good um, at the end of match the, for the main event. And then afterwards Team Taz continues to beat down on the winning team. The lights cut. And then there's Darby. Yep. Everyone's like, oh since when can he teleport? Cut again, and then there's Sting. Exactly. And I was just in utter shock because, like, that was a badass, like, 
come up together because like now those like their partners, like father and son. But just one more Chris minute, Bay for world champion. Chris Bay. Like dude, I have D yeah, exactly. Like I've DM'd Chris Bay and he's liked every single one of my messages. He, like and I've always comment on his shit. He say, likes my comments. He is, I share his posts. He, he he's a very fan involved wrestler. Exactly. Like Chris Bay is truly the ultimate finesser. He was involved in so much wrestling this year, it was even a joke. Like Chris Bay and his theme song kicks ass. And I'm just so excited for what Chris Bay has in the future because like he's just that great of a competitor. And I can't wait to see um everything he does. He had like his tweet tweeted by The Rock. Like I'm pretty sure The Rock like watches literally Probably. every type of wrestling promotion out there when he has the chance. So yeah, yeah. So um, it was pretty cool to see sadly that. we got to move on. Debut but, of the um, year without a be- without beyond a shadow of a doubt. Second yeah. would have been Sting. First, Carrion slash Killer Cross. Oh my God, Carrion Cross! One of the one of the greatest like debuts of this year. One of the greatest debuts ever because Carrion came out strong. He won strong. There's, there is one thing I do not like Like, about him in WWE. NXT reign on the Indies. That man Mm. used an F5. That was better than Brock Lesnar's. Sadly, it does not look like he will ever hit it in WWE because of Brock Lesnar. That that move is synonymous with Lesnar. Whoa. But um, yeah, Karrion Cross was great. Moving on, because we are really running low on time. Um, tag team of the year for WWE, it was the Hurt Businesses, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. For All Elite Wrestling, it was FTR. And for Impact, it was The North. Which looks to be ending. Spoilers alert yep. if you don't watch Impact. Yep, I mean, I can't really... I really can't go on death for every single one of the teams because, you know, I'm not that... I mean, I'm a good fan of tag team wrestling. I admire it. It's just like, you know, like they're just not get it. as enjoyable. You, you don't get as emotionally say, involved you know? in a tag team than an actual single superstar. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's say moving on. Promo of the year. So, Kingston um, on on, moving on to promo. For pro, for, if, if, if we did promo cutter of the year... Eddie Kingston. It would have probably been a tie between MJF and Eddie Kingston. But um, just just want to remind you guys, uh, MJF yeah, cutted my ass. So it, if, if you want to, um, he calls my dreads dollar store dreads. If, if you want to hear, I was going to leave over um, the What MJF said to Jordan? Go check out at WrestleX Podcast on Instagram. Um, the clips, the clips have been posted, and the thing is, like that man almost broke character when signing someone what looked like an AW flag or something, because he almost forgot to insult them. But the thing is, like his eyes lit up once he once um, yeah. Jordan insulted him, saying "screw you, Orange Cassidy should have won." He saw an opportunity. Yeah, he saw an opportunity. Sure, won the dynamite. He saw work. the opportunity to. Kind of show everyone, hey, I'm still MJF. 
I, I, I know I didn't curse that guy out. I just called him fat. But here's someone I can curse out. But yeah, please, please check that out. It's fucking hysterical. Exactly. But I'm pretty sure nobody no, and, and, ever and, went up to MJF and just insulted him. Well, like I mean, that. that was probably too, just because everybody just flips him off. You, 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 you flipped him off for the reasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then and, and, say, and you told yeah. him the reason. Yeah, uh, moving I, I, on. Orange has to be worst there. male of the year. Yeah, I do not agree with this, but Dang this was Gordon. voted upon. I wanted to say Goldberg. But the team voted on King Corbin. As a as a wrestler, as a wrestler, fantastic. Which is why I don't think he deserved this. But as a character, King Corbin needs to go away. Exactly. Bring back the lone wolf. Bring back that dun 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 theme, and like right. I just don't like. Moving I mean, on, I like the end of days. We, but we are not going to spend much time on this one. On. I, Worst female really superstar of the year. All I'm going to say is fuck you, Nia Jax. Go ahead. Oh my God, Nia Jax. I just got to say two things about her. No, okay, Nia. First of all. You injured my baby. This being Kyrie saying. You hurt her so bad that she wanted to quit. I should, I, I have half a mind to come to uh, Orlando. And it's not a Jack's good and that, luck. And that's sad that I, I even have to do that. I, I, I will say but, she, say she could probably lift you with one yeah, hand yeah. and but, throw and she you. Also to, she's, she also, she's very strong. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I have, like, um, a very weird, like, okay, I hate the fact that she had to come, at, she tried to come at Karrion Cross because Karrion Cross was um, joking around with Liv Morgan, who was also my other baby. And then she was like, you need to chill the fuck out, dude. I'm like, Karrion's joking, okay? He just said that, that Liv looks a little right, like right, Scarlet. I, I, Why I, are you I, so I need to depressed? Say, like, if, and it's not even about you. If someone who is married tells you, you look like my wife. That's usually a compliment. Exactly. I'm saying, but no, the, the only thing I want to say have, like, is something to Nia say, Jax, and it the just only reason you have a job still at WWE despite injuring ten plus superstars is because you're the cousin of The Rock. Exactly. And I mean, same with Roman the, the difference is Roman's actually good. Ugh, but let's move on. Worst match of the um, year. Worst match of the year. Yeah, that's true. I, but um, you I can def- you, you can say it. But I I do want to say this. Gold. Worst decision Goldberg in WWE of twenty twenty. You yeah, wait, buried you, you buried the fiend Bray Wyatt like, to Oldberg, aka Botchberg. So he would still look like oh superheroes. Exactly, like everybody keeps telling me 
The reason why they did this is so they can build Goldberg so they can make him look strong. Like, there's no reason to make him look strong. There's nothing exactly. that they could do like, with him. He's fucking Goldberg. And He's the thing is, he the only reason shit. the Fiend is still around is thanks to Bray. Because Bray Wyatt tweeted out a reason. Exactly. Bray and Wyatt. And if it wasn't for him giving that reason, he wouldn't have the Fiend. Or at least not the yeah. fiend that we all know and love. No, it, it wasn't even that. It was I, I don't need championships. The fiend to... serves exactly. to punish those who have wronged Bray. Goldberg had never wronged Bray. Exactly. Exactly. He just had to. He just had to. Uh... Yep. You know, follow the, the old man say, rules. The but, uh, final let's go to the next one. technical, Worst technically favorite. award. It's not really an award because this is negative. Um, the worst pay per view of the year was put on by WWE. The worst pay per view of 2020 was Super Showdown. There is no disagreeing. Almost nothing had a payoff. Like, I just couldn't even. The only match that had a payoff was the Tuwak match. And that's because, shocker, shocker, out came The Undertaker. Exactly. Like, Rest no, 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 no. I was in school. Shit. I didn't even bother watching. Like I, I was like, keeping, reason, I was keeping updated like, on uh, WWE story. I was literally yeah. in science class. We, we were all just chilling. We had finished our work early. Me and my teacher were talking because he recognized the, my shirt, the same shirt I'm wearing today, which is an Undertaker shirt. And I'm like, and I, I literally told him, "I'm not on my phone because I'm distracting you. I'm checking out something." And the the second he says, "Well, just so you know, I like your shirt." I looked at this and I said, wasn't that kind of funny? The Undertaker just returned. We, 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 we had a laugh about it, but that was the only good thing about Super Showdown. Wow. Like, the rest is just bullshit. It's dog shit, and I don't even want to it was, it was bad. talk about how bad it was. Don't watch just it. Just know that all you guys right. need to know Alrighty. that Super Showdown um, was just the worst shit. This, yeah. But... I would but we're back. Well, we're, we're sorry that this wasn't the um, best um, return episode because it was only two people. But we, we've wanted to do this episode for a while. We're, we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna get back to a regu- regular schedule soon. Exactly, we got um, it out push there. Push comes to shove. Go ahead, Jordan. And I got a guy to watch in. Yep. Tokyo Joshi Pro. Yeah, I gotta get to I mean, for all the J- Japanese fans out there. I mean, I have to go get watching um, Toki, um, Tokyo uh, Joshi Pro Wrestling to, um, and Noah's show. So well, he doesn't wrestle for Japan anymore. But once again, thank you to Kenny Omega for the outro idea <laughs> because well, this was WrestleX. Um, tune in either next week or the week after, depending on who we record. Goodbye and good night. Bang.